and welcome to Trash Light. I'm one of your hosts, Rebecca. And I am your other host, Colleen, and here on Trash Light, we are talking about the good, the bad, and the culturally relevant from Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga, chapter by chapter. This week, we are talking about chapter 26. It is titled Blood. And Yes, yes. And in this chapter, um, the Cullens minus Rosalie and Esme rush into the ballet studio, and it is covered in blood, Bella's blood in particular. And... Edward slams into James and gets between James and Bella, and then the rest of the family takes care of James. And he dies. And then Carlisle and Edward tend to Bella and all of her various wounds. And que sorpresa, Bella's been bitten. And so Edward has to then, if you are remembering back to Twilight, suck the venom out of her wound and taste her blood and do all of this nasty, nasty thing. And he does that, and they stabilize her, kind of. And that's where the chapter ends, I think. There's one good thing in this entire chapter, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I like. I don't have a lot to say on it, on this chapter, but we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, I was about to say, I th- I want to do the one the one thing that I liked before we go in chronological order, because yeah. there is one thing I genuinely liked, which is that this book actually managed, against all odds, to have a pretty good plant and payoff. Which is, if you will recall, Bella's hand is where James bit her. So Mm -hmm. when Edward is faced with the paralyzing decision of like, oh my god, she might be becoming a vampire, do we try to stop it or not? He and Carlisle are faced with the knowledge that if they let her continue to be... Basically, there's not a passive option, right? Because if they let her to just passively continue to become a vampire through the hand wound... They know, as we talked about chapters and chapters ago, that, like, that is an excruciatingly long process. So if they're going to commit to Bella being a vampire, like, someone has to either, like, bite her neck or, like, hit the venom syringe into the heart to, like... Speed up the process, make this a better experience for her. Yeah. Mitigate the human suffering. Um, Yes. Or, like, so, so there's not an option where you just, like, panic and let something happen. Like, you, like this forces Edward to make an active choice on Bella's behalf. And actually, like... You would think Carlisle, as the medical professional, should be making the choice, but whatever. Like, yes. I, get, I have to get over that. Um, and I think that that plant and payoff, particularly because it then forces an active choice, either like revenomize or devenomize, is done pretty well because the hand stuff was like kind of harped upon in a weird way earlier in the book. Yeah. But it meant that we remembered it, and then like I had forgotten that the wound from James was in Bella's hand. Yeah. So, like, I was actually kind of like, ooh, okay, I see you, Stephanie. Like, all right, girl. Like, I don't know. I thought that actually worked decently. Like, obviously not the best plant and payoff I've ever read or seen, but, like, pretty good. No, but it, like, it is one of the only things. And because we've been talking, I, I drove down from Dallas to Austin today, and I was listening to some of our episodes on the way down just to keep myself up to date. And a lot of our complaints in, like, the chapter 18, 19, 20 time frame were that we should have had more time to process the information that Stephanie Meyer was giving us before she brought it back up again. Mm, Yeah, I remember that. Okay. And that's exactly what she's done here, is that in the chapter about Carlisle, we get that Carlisle was bitten on his hand, and he had an excruciatingly long process. And then when we follow it up with how Edward was transformed, Carlisle wanted to recreate his scenario exactly. And it was an excruciatingly long and painful process. So we have both of that in like separate time frames for separate vampires. 
And it was reiterated really nicely. I mean, painfully at the time. But now we get it, like, there's a real, real import to that information now. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was handled, like, I thought it was handled well. And I also thought that it was a neat thing to add, a neat layer to add to the highest point of tension of this book, knowing that everyone who's reading Midnight Sun has already read Twilight, and so there is no tension in what's going to happen. Like, everyone knows what's going to happen at the climax of this book, and this was actually a really interesting way to add a layer of newness and tension to seeing Edward's perspective of things, even though we already know what's going to happen, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. It gives his decision more weight when it was a weightier decision, even though we knew the end of it beforehand it like it's it is I agree with you it's a well done thing I hadn't thought about it like that before just now yeah that was the only thing I liked about this chapter everything else was an incoherent mess but um truly that part was good that part was fine yes sorry this is the same day that we recorded last week's episode and I am still high on the I hate the fast and the furious energy (laughs) that I brought (laughs) that I brought to the table last week yes yes I like I just, my problem is that I don't have a lot to add to this. It's more, because if we remember back to Twilight, this chapter is where she was like, oh my god, an angel. And she's fully, like, out of it for this chapter. Do you remember that? Yes. Very reminiscent of the chapter in Breaking Dawn when she's becoming a vampire. Yes, yes. And, like, we have more... I struggle to say more coherency in this chapter, but there's a little bit more, like, everyone is of sound mind. Yeah, there's more scenic detail happening yes. here. Like, yes. we, get a, we get a clearer picture over, like, a clearer movie camera view of what's going on through Edward's perspective than we did through Bella's, which adds detail, but, like, I don't know, all of the notes I have about it are relatively minor, like... The fact that Carlisle does not listen to his patient, and so it takes them a while to realize that she's been bitten, but, like, if he was just a doctor who fucking listened to what his patient was saying, they could have found it out, like, a little bit sooner, which, in a case with vampire venom, would have been super helpful. I don't know. Maybe listen yeah. to, to what your patients are saying. Carlisle Cullen, you believe bad, women. bad doctor. <laughs> Hashtag believe women. Yes, yes. Also, now that we know that Edward has gone to medical school because he, like, talks about it in this book, the fact that Carlyle's like, oh, no, I have to stitch up Bella's head, you have to suck her poison out, like, absolutely not. Edward went to medical school. Like, fucking Marines can stitch up wounds. Like, obviously yes. it won't be perfect, but, like, they get, like, I don't know, like, it's, it, I do not want to devalue medical school, but in a crisis situation, it doesn't take, like, an up-to-date medical degree to stitch a wound shut. Like, it does take a little bit of training, but like I said, like, Marines can, like, Marines get that. Like, they can do that. And so Edward, who's been through medical school, can for sure do the, like, triage measure of just stitching her head up so she stops bleeding out. And then Carlisle, or, like, hopefully a more currently licensed doctor in Phoenix, can, like, tidy it up later. And if they're worried about a licensure issue, they can just lie when they get to the hospital and say that Carlisle did it. Like, there's... They lie to people all the time. There's all no the goddamn time. Yeah. They couldn't say, like, oh, well, this happened, and, you know, I am a doctor, and so, like, I did my best because I didn't want her to bleed out on the way to the hospital, and then we came here, and yeah. Edward could have just done it. And, like, so that detail annoyed me even more, the, like, oh, he has to be the one to suck the venom out, because, like, we hear all the time about Carlisle's, like, near-perfect control, 
And now yes. we've heard about how Edward went to medical school. Like, why didn't they just flip jobs? Yes. Yep. <sighs> yep. But, no, that would... But our plot, Colleen, why could we... What plot, Rebecca? Yeah. Que? Esta? I do not see it. Uh, I do not perceive it. Yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, like... It is, it is particularly contrived. A lot of this book is very contrived, but this chapter in, in particular is full of contrivances. Yeah, and it also, like, it almost, now that we know how boring James is, his, like, boring, ignoble end almost seems fitting to his boring, ignoble self. Like, yes. I, I vaguely remember us complaining in Twilight about how both easy it was to just kill him and how far removed we got we had to be by necessity from that situation because we were with Bella. Yeah. But honestly, like, because he wasn't... I feel like if he had been built better, per our notes, Miss Meyer, in previous episodes, if you're curious. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have been more disappointed that, like, his murder just, like, vaguely happens off screen with Jasper and Emmett and is referenced, like, once or twice. But because he was boring to begin with, it honestly didn't... Obviously, the chapter was worse off because it was handled so... I don't know, without a plum, but it, it, I like couldn't even bring myself to care about James anymore because he was boring. So exactly, and it's one thing like we can't say that he's been built up as a villain for the entire book because he most certainly has not. No. Um, but had he been built up as a better villain, period, there would have been catharsis in his end, mm -hmm. and we don't feel, at least I don't feel anything for him. I also feel nothing, but that may be because it's the shortest day of the year. Yeah, super real. Valid. <laughs> you, you are so right. But it just, there's no attachment, no payoff in his defeat. Yeah. Although that brings up an interesting question, which I hadn't thought about until you said it. So James is obviously like our villain at the climax of the story, but he is not the villain of our... I would not say he's the villain of our story. So if we had to name a villain, and it can be abstract, it doesn't have to be a person, but, like, what would the main conflict of this story be if we had to include not just things from the baseball scene to the end of the fucking book? Um, I think it's very much a man versus self inside of Edward. Yeah, I think so too. Which then begs the question, what the fuck was happening in Twilight? <sighs> Because if the villain of this book isn't like can't be James, and it has to be man versus self, then in Twilight, which is the same story but can't be man versus self because we're from Bella's perspective, what the fuck? Because I think you can make an argument that in Twilight it is potentially James. Yeah. We should probably save this for our Trashly episode. We should absolutely more... save this for when we're drunk because this is going to be a great conversation. This will be great to revisit, which is good because I had, I had, so far have nothing to talk about during that Same, also. So. But yes, we will we will table this for when we are um, and, feeling ourselves. Yeah. And dear audience, when we inevitably remember that we had tabled something but forget what it was, we're sorry in advance. <laughs> <laughs> because that happens every single one of those episodes where we're like we said we were going to talk about something and then we just like stare at each other for two minutes and we're like i don't remember yes yes on the upside though we will be together for it oh so and thank it, god for it won't that. be as wasty as the eclipse episode we rest in fucking pieces to our livers 
We do not speak of the eclipse trash light episode. <laughs> it is, it is we pretend we do not see it. <laughs> we do not perceive the eclipse trash light episode. <laughs> what a fucking disaster. No one was vaccinated. Everything was a mess. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> do you have anything? Because it might be a good time to do some, like, housekeeping announcements this week since there's not a ton to talk about in this chapter. I have two more notes for the chapter. I was about to say, I've got one more, but then maybe at the end we'll do some housekeeping for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So my first note is that as Edward is struggling with the, do I let her um, become a vampire? Do I do nothing? Do I try to stop this transformation? Um, He touches very briefly upon a third option that he apparently had considered before and we had no mention of elsewhere in the book. Um, and that is straight up murdering Bella. <laughs> this bitch is always down to kill, except for James in the field when he should have been down to kill. Yes, when he should have just taken James's head off. Yeah. 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 Which is it like for, um, like, let me, let me gather my thoughts. Because what it would have turned into at the end of the day, um, and I'm very sorry to be blasé about this, content warning, um, is a a murder-suicide. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, this would become a, like, domestic violence written about in the papers sort of thing. Well, and the other thing about this is that, like, all throughout this book, more so than any other book because it is Edward's perspective, we have gotten the comparison of vampirism to a disease Mm -hmm. rather than vampirism as just, like a genus and species. Yes, yes. I guess, for lack of a better... Which, like, there's nothing really done... Like, well, let me back up and say the sentence better. There are pieces of media where vampirism has been used as an allegory for other diseases, for sure. This is not one of them, and has not ever been one of those pieces of media. No, absolutely not. However, if you kill Bella because that is better than becoming a vampire... Even if you haven't been building a disease, a specific de- disease allegory, but have like obliquely referenced it more as a disease than as a like biological classification, then you're getting into this like very troubling territory of like it it's becomes better to die a, than yeah, a disturbingly a ableist narrative. Yeah, it's like vaccines cause autism, so I would rather my kid be dead than ha- be autistic, kind of thing. Yes, like, yes, it it becomes that a disturbingly ableist narrative yeah yeah which is not great no to put it mildly particularly for a man who would rather die than harm bella yeah or let me rephrase who in his unreliable narrative voice has said that he would rather die than harm bella right that he views his own disease quote-unquote as so abhorrent that he thinks that she should die about it yes is wild and that actually leads perfectly into the one point that i wanted to talk about which was the catholicism of it all here at the end because while edward is wrestling with this issue and while this you know third option presents itself to him um yes he is really wrestling with the fact of like it's almost like if i kill there's like a part of it that's like if i kill bella now is she enough of a vampire that her soul is already damned or do i need to like get in real early so that she can still go to heaven which is kind of funny yes. i'm not gonna lie like obviously it, it uh 
it, it draws some extremely disturbing parallels to blood quantums, which is not funny. Yes. But the idea of like, oh, we can't have the poison course through her veins too, too much, or she'll go directly to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200 when she dies is kind of funny. Um, so, but he gets real in his head about it. And it's like, this is the first time I think he has, because, hold on, I've started this sentence a million times. He has consistently through all of the Twilight books been like, I believe I do not have a soul. Therefore, I believe I am damned to hell, period. Yeah. End of, end of everything. In this moment, he struggles a bit with, will we be in the abyss or will we be in the fires of hell? Like, he's like, do we just become nothing? Because, like, if we don't have a soul, do we just, like, cease to exist? Or do we go straight to hell, do not pass go, do not collect $200? Which is, like, interesting. I I'm almost mad that I hadn't brought up that technicality before. Because, like, mm -hmm. he does think that he doesn't have a soul. And if you don't have a soul, there's nothing to go to hell about. Like, yeah. I'm mad that I haven't thought about that before. Because we, <laughs> we've talked so much about Edward's Catholicism, right? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. a little annoyed at myself for not having thought about that. But, like, if you follow the logic, like, if you don't have a soul to get condemned to hell, then you can't go to he hell. Because if you don't have a soul, you can't truly be damned. Right. Because when you die, you just, like, become... You're just gone. Yeah, you're just gone. A anyway, which I think is interesting. And, of course, it's not, like, talked about in any meaningful way here. Oh, but... well, of course not. It's, but it then, oh, sorry, continue. Oh, I just wish that it, this, like, thought informed the way that Edward thought about himself for the rest of the book, you know? Or, and, like, in the other books. Like, I wish that this had been more of a conversation and conflict within himself rather than this absolutist, like, Calvinist, I'm, like, destined for the, for yes. Satan kind of thing. Yes. Because it would have been more interesting to read. I think it also brings up the idea of at what point, according to Edward, do you no longer have a soul? Like, if she, because if we're remembering back to Bella's transformation, she does have a moment where she truly, quote unquote, dies. Yes. Um, and if he kills her before that moment, does she still have a soul? If he kills her after that moment, does she still have a soul? When, when does the soul leave the building, according to Edward? I'm picturing that scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit where they're killing all the weasels in the factory and every time they die, the, like, ghost weasel, like, flies away from the body. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, like, all I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, like, an interesting philosophical question that, like, if you believed in mind-body dualism would probably be a very interesting conversation to have, I guess. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't know what Edward thinks, but he doesn't spend enough time, like, delving into it before Carlisle's like, wait, just suck it out! And then... Yeah, well, Carlisle is like, um, you don't have time to ponder the ethical implications of this. You're in a triage situation. You have to make a decision now. Yeah. Also, you can try to suck the blood out, and Edward's like, the poison out. And he's like, I can? And Carlisle's like, I don't know. It's worth a try. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Which is fair, like, if she's gonna die anyway or become a vampire anyway, like, it probably can't hurt to try to suck the venom out, but it's so funny that Carla's like, well, I don't know, but, like, it seems like it'll probably work, like... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so that is, obviously, the decision that Edward goes through, um, and he experiences, and I quote, a joy of the <laughs> body alone... <laughs> Dude fucking comes while he's sucking venom at a Bella. He really, he really does. That is the best way to describe it. He has an orgasm while he is drinking her blood. Like, constantly. It's wild. Like, he has, like, okay, this is, like, 
what I was about to say is so gross, but I can't not say it. He's oh having God. a he's not having a penis orgasm. He's having a clitoral orgasm. Yes, 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 yes. Basically, yes. with a penis though, because it's going anyway. Like it's so wild. gross. I'm so it's, sorry. It's wild. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. God. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yes, and then Alice has to, like, stop him when he's done, or when he's done, like, Gross. getting, oh, sorry. <laughs> when Gross. he has finished getting the, no, this only gets worse. When he has removed the venom from her body, there we are. And is starting to taste the morphine. Yes, yes, but he's, like, past the point of no return. Past the point of no the final threshold. Yeah. And... <laughs> uh, it's so gross. It's so nasty. It's so gross. It's so nasty. <sighs> I don't have anything else to say. I hate that we no, have to that is No, that is in fact the last of my notes. <laughs> so, um, you know... Yes. Pour some like ethyl the... alcohol in your ears and let's do some, uh... <laughs> get get you some s- brain bleach. <laughs> yeah, and let's go ahead and do some programming notes. So, we are getting pretty close to the end of this book. We have, I'm gonna double check, we have three chapters and an extremely long epilogue from what the page count looks like left, so unless we get to the epilogue and it's like actually three pages and not 40 the way that the table of contents is suggesting it will be its own episode so that's another month of or four weeks of these episodes to finish out this book then we will do trash light for midnight sun then we will do our special super secret bonus episode which you will find out when you get there and then afterwards we are going to start reading the host Yes, it's going to be good. I don't think either of us have read The Host since we were in, like, high school at the latest. No, definitely not. Yeah, certainly not. So that's going to be our next move. We don't have anything planned past that, but it's also a very long book, so that might take us, I don't know, the rest of 2022. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll find out. It'll be an adventure, and it's going to be extra an adventure because we both remember at least kind of enjoying The Host. I remember liking the host yeah, just fine. I it's like way it. more sci-fi than this book, it which is. I think appealed to me. Yes. So if you want to listen to us read something that we enjoyed when we were younger. Stick around. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my guess is we haven't talked about this, but as long as we do this podcast, I think we're gonna do a trash light episode at the end of every book that we read, even if it's 100%. not a twilight book. So yeah. you know, if you're just sticking around for us to be messy. We'll keep being messy, don't worry. We will keep being messy. We don't know how to be anything but messy. This is true. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Mm. All righty. Well, if you'd like to talk to us about anything that we have mentioned at all this episode, feel free to get, send us an email. That is trashedlight at gmail.com. We are on the socials. Our handle is at trashedlight. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have a Tumblr that is trashlight podcast.com tumblr.com our website is trashlight.simplecast.fm and those are the things i'm not forgetting anything mm-hmm. all right I don't think so. all right i've got my uh, do i have my life together debatable um, <laughs> <Anywhere>. <laughs> but on that note <laughs> bye, bye.